0: It's Trade Rumor Roundup here on Locked On Pelicans. Eric Frickin Gordon, Harrison Barnes, CJ McCollum, Kyle Kuzma. Oh my, let's cover it all in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day, available wherever you get your podcast. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday, we got a fun show for you today. We're just gonna round up. All of the trade rumors, because we had a bunch dropped on us yesterday, so let's break it down, let's talk about them, including some of the names you've heard, CJ McCollum, Harrison Barnes, new ones, Eric Gordon, like like, really, that guy, and, and maybe... We're going to talk about it all in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week, wherever you get your podcast and available on YouTube. No one else coming to you like this free, no paywall, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Big wins. Where's Zion and what's going on with him? Whenever we get that update and the trade rumors leading up to the trade deadline on February 10th. So let's dive right in. But I do need to preface this. You guys, listeners, dear listeners, listeners. I'm not the bad guy here, okay? I'm not the bad guy when I talk about Eric Gordon on this show. It was reported by Michael Scotto over at HoopsHype.com that that is a name that they are potentially interested in. I'm not saying they should be interested in him, but I'll explain why they might consider him and why you would not consider him too. So don't get mad at me because we're talking about Other things that people have reported. I'm not the bad guy. Just keep that in mind a little bit here. So let's talk about Eric Gordon, right? We hate him. Like, no one likes him here in New Orleans. Just given his tenure of five years was rather disappointing, right? He was injured all the time. He clearly didn't want to be here. He tried to leave after one season saying his heart was in Phoenix, they matched the contract offer anyway, more injuries, just never really kind of got the, the most out of him. He was hyped up to be the next best like shooting guard in the league at a time when there weren't very many of them. And he just never really delivered on that in New Orleans, never played more than 64 games. So I get it. It's There's valid reasons to hate that dude. But there's also reasons why you might need to put that aside to help the Pelicans get into the play-in tournament. Right? He's averaging 14.3 points per game this season. He's shooting from three, 43% on 5.2 attempts per game. That's exactly what New Orleans needs. Right, They need more shooting. That has been a woeful thing for them in January. When Brandon Ingram hasn't been in the lineup. And look, Brandon Ingram has missed a lot of games this year. When he hasn't been out there, the offense is dreadful. Eric Gordon will give you some offense. And more importantly, Eric, not Eric Bledsoe, Eric Gordon. Oh, Eric's right in New Orleans. More importantly, he's cheap. This is a guy that they would probably just dump. They're not going to get a first round pick for him. You could probably trade a second round pick and take him potentially, I got to look at his contract, into the um, the trade exception they have. He would not fit. He's $18.2 million this year. So you, th- you send out Sadoransky and some other filler to make it work. That's not a problem, right? Sadoransky sucks and isn't playing. And Eric Gordon could help you. But, said but, right? Again, I'm not the bad guy here. I don't know if that's the right move. If you got him for virtually nothing, yeah, you can take a shot on him. Here's the thing, though, right? He's okay this season. But recently, he has not been particularly good. His shooting this year is good. Last year, it was not. He shot 33% from three last year. The year before that, 32%. The year before that, 36%, which isn't bad, but is an elite. Year before that, 36, right? It's been down and he's shooting well above his career numbers here. So, because of that, do you want to bring in a guy that probably doesn't want to be here? I don't think so, right? Like this shooting season for him, though it's on good volume, could be a bit of a mirage. And uh, if his morale tanks a little bit because he doesn't want to be in New Orleans, that shouldn't go away. And when you're paying a guy $19.5 million next season and then 21 the year after that, I'd be willing to bet he's going to look more like the Eric Gordon of old. He's 33 years old this year than the Eric Gordon we're seeing right now. And that's what worries me more than anything. I actually think this year it's one of maybe the better pickups you could make given the cost. But next season and the season after that, when you compare that he's on a contract similar to C.J. McCollum's in terms of length, no, I don't really like that idea. I don't think he would tank things like the culture. And I was talking with ProPel's talk on Twitter about this yesterday, right? If he comes in and tanks your culture... Your culture is not that strong in the first place. If he's unhappy, who cares? He can be a professional. He's actually done that in the past in New Orleans. The year in 2015, they made the playoffs against the Golden State Warriors dramatically on the final game of the season, right? He was actually really key for them that year, really key for them that season. They really needed him and he came back early from injury, rushed back to be able to help the team get into a playoff push and make it in. So, yes, while he's got the injury history and stuff like that in New Orleans, he's not been the worst person in the world. Just not someone you're particularly thrilled with. So I get it. But if they give up absolutely nothing for him, cool. I can understand that. The problem is I think he's going to regress hard probably the next couple of years. And then that $19 million, that $21 million really, really potentially hurts you. And that is not something that I don't really want to deal with. I trust CJ McCollum to age better than a guy like Eric Gordon does. Eric Gordon at 35, I'm not so sure. I, I really like that idea. So coming up next, let's talk more trade targets. Let me know in the YouTube comments below. Eric Gordon, yay or nay? What if it's basically for free, let's say? Would you take him on? Coming up next, Harrison Barnes, CJ McCollum still. Kyle Kuzma. And then after that, we're going to get into some of the bigger names. And why we don't talk about those guys as much Ben Simmons, Demonis Sabonis, others as well. That's going to be coming up here in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode of Locked On Pelicans, though, is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football gets right into the big game and they got all all the odds and props you could want for that, so betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football, right? BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games, in-game betting. You know what's going on. You're watching. Take advantage of your sports knowledge. So don't wait to take advantage of amazing new offers available for the 2022 season over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen. The NBA trade deadline, February 10th at 2 p.m. Central, and the Locked On NBA podcast will be covering it live from 1 to 3 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. If a deal goes down, the hosts from those teams are going to be on this show Explaining the big takeaway and what it means. And they know these teams better than anyone else. Before I do anything else when it comes to a trade, I'm on there breaking it down on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. Subscribe and turn on your notifications so you know when they go live. All right, we're talking trade rumor. Roundup had a bunch dumped on us by HoopsHype.com and Michael Scotto yesterday. We just went over the the surprising name, right? Eric Gordon. I think he's going to regress But he probably helps you get into the play-in tournament this season. And even if he's unhealthy, he's a professional basketball player. He's going to go out and he's going to do his job. He's not going to tank a culture or anything like that. And if he does, it's probably not as good as we once thought it actually was. So I'm not really worried about that. It's the seasons after this that concern me when it comes to him. But what about some other players? There were a couple of other big names in there that were eye-opening but like not surprising, right? We know the obvious one in C.J. McCollum, and in the next segment, I'll explain why we're really kind of fixated on him, everyone kind of in Pelican's media. But we know what he can do, and we know they might want to go make a bigger move to go after a guy like that. He helps you this season, he helps you next season, when presumably everyone's going to be healthy and Zion's going to play the whole year, right? But they're also after basically like anything. You know, When you look at the Pelicans, there's a lot of different positions maybe other than center that they could use some help. Backcourt, certainly. More scoring and shooting, absolutely. Playmaking at the point guard position. Sign me up for that. But you also have enough versatility on the wing, Brandon Ingram could play the two if you need him to, that you can go out and get a small forward or something like that and kind of really shuffle your lineup and maybe play a little bit bigger. Or move a guy like Herb Jones to small forward and bring in a guy like Robert Covington to try and help with your defense. His name was thrown out in there. We know what Rocco can do. An excellent defender at times in his prime, one of the best in the league. Not much offensively. That worries me a little bit when it comes to him, but it's at least something to consider. And again, it might not cost that much to try and go out and get him. And he fits into the trade exception pretty nicely. So Portland doesn't have to take anything back. But you also have a name in Harrison Barnes that if the Pelicans really want to make a splash, Harrison Barnes. You know, is a little, has spent time a little bit overrated as a basketball player. And is a guy that makes a lot of money. But he's a guy that's pretty good. And you could throw him out there at that small forward, power forward position, more the four than the three. And he can get you some buckets. He can shoot the three ball pretty well and just kind of keep things moving. And he's an above average defender, not elite. 16.4 points per game. 40% from three on five attempts. He's a career 38% shooter from deep. He shot 39% last season too. You know, that's a guy that's pretty good. He'll get you rebounds, six per game. He dishes out two and a half assists this season, three and a half last year. It's a really useful player to have. There's some switchability there too, so he can give you positional versatility defensively as well. And so he can play multiple positions. He can score. And he's an above-average defender. And you know what? At $20 million this season, eighteen point three, he's on a descending contract, that's a guy that I would throw a lot of assets at. You're banking on wanting to re-sign him after the 2022-23 season after next year. So you've got to kind of plan for that accordingly. But it's a guy that would help you. If you added him to this team right now, they'd probably be the favorite to get the 10th spot and get into the play-in tournament. I don't hate that idea. It would take two first round picks, probably at least the same amount as CJ McCollum. And it also, and this again, we're gonna get into it in the next segment a little bit when I talk about the Portland Trailblazers. You know, you've gotta hope that Sacramento, who's on a five-game losing streak and just and they're playing as I'm recording this against the Nets, so it's probably gonna so they're not a seven-game losing streak. It's probably gonna jump to eight. That man, they're dreadful. There's a lot of red on their win-loss thing as I'm looking at on basketball dash reference. They it, they should look themselves in the mirror and be like, we need to blow things up. We need to retool. And if they do that, these guys become available. And the Pelicans should absolutely pounce on that. So Harrison Barnes is a name they've long been linked to and is a name that makes sense in terms of fit and also makes sense that his team, in theory, should be a seller. So I think that's an option too. I was on the radio, ESPN Radio in New Orleans The other day, talking with Gus Kattengill of the Sports Hangover, and I mentioned another name that I wouldn't be shocked if they're looking to try and go after. And that's a name on the Washington Wizards that isn't Bradley Beal because they're not going to trade him, and he doesn't seem to want out. But they need to do a massive retool there, too. That's a team that really needs to look in the mirror and go, oh, man, this isn't going well. And after a tremendous start to the year, they've fallen back down to earth hard. 23-27 and in the East. They have a guy that's really improved and kind of surprised people this year, even if he dresses like an idiot in pink long-sleeve things at times, and that's Kyle Kuzma. 16.2 points per game, nine rebounds, three assists. You know, he's not a great three-point shooter, 33% from deep, but if you need a bucket, he can definitely go out and get you that. Plays the 3-4, right? So you're kind of doing the same thing with Brandon Ingram at the 2, whoever you want at the 1. Kyle Kuzma, Herb Jones on the wing, and then Jonas Valanciunas down low. And if you need a score, and again, the offense without Brandon Ingram is so bad right now, without Zion Williamson too, Kyle Kuzma has been the focal point for the Washington Wizards, and it hasn't, at least in terms of him playing, been terrible. Not historically a good three-point shooter. 33.7% from his career, did shoot 36% last season, But 32% the year before and 30% the year before that. Those aren't good numbers. That scares me. But again, it's kind of like beggars can't be choosers. There's only so many guys that are going to be available because the play-in tournament means a lot of teams aren't going to be sellers. So Kyle Kuzma is a name that I think could be had for a first-round pick, even a lottery protected one and some salary filler. Or if they just want to dump stuff and not deal with this, right? If they don't want to pay him $13 million next season, you can just throw him into the trade exception and New Orleans would probably happily take him to get another guy that can go out and score and try and elevate your offense because they are lacking that significantly here right now in New Orleans. So those are some of the names that I think are the like big realistic names that they can go get. But let's talk about a few others. I do want to mention Ben Simmons. I want to talk a little bit about Sabonis, too, because those are also names that they kind of threw in there that they could see really trying to go after. And then we'll talk about some other ancillary names that maybe could help as well. So that's coming up here next in today's episode of locked on pelicans but before we get to that this episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever-increasing number of makes and models out there it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need you're going to go in you're going to tell them what kind of car you have they're going to mess around on the computer and ask you a bunch of questions that you don't know the answer to right what's the trim of your car? Do you know off the top of your head you know so if they have a part you're going to have to pay whatever price they tell you because they only carry one in stock and by the way it may or may not exactly fit and you might need to kind of get it in there yourself which is always a very precarious situation so you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket and you can avoid this whole hassle so save time and money when using rockauto.com do not choose to spend 30 50 even 100 more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership i work on all my cars one that is 46 years old one that is brand new one that's kind of in the middle as well I like to keep them running. I like to do the work myself. Parts can get expensive and hard to find. And you want to make sure you get things that fit so that they don't break later or something else goes wrong. Rockauto.com is going to really make it easy for you. Their catalog is as simple as you choose the make, the model, the year. And they're going to show you all the parts available for your car or truck. They're going to show you different price points, right? You don't always need high performance race car brakes. You might just need brakes that are good for getting around town. You can get those there. But if you want the expensive ones, you can get it. That's what makes Rock Auto so great. There's different price points to fit your budget, and they have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet to refresh your ride a little bit. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us? box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. We're free and available five days a week wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube as well. No paywall or anything else. No one's doing that right here. Breaking down li- like literally everything when it comes to the team. And now for your second listen, go check out the Locked On Saints podcast. Big offseason for the black and gold. Who's the QB? Who's the head coach? Ross Jackson's going to be breaking it all down, keeping you up to date on all the biggest developments, who they're interviewing, who's the best fit. I trust his insight. You should too. Make Locked On Saints your second listen today. All right, we're going through a lot of the trade rumors. This is fun. There's a lot of names out there and all of them other than maybe Eric Gordon. And again, you guys, I'm not the bad guy. I don't actually. I would not make a move for Eric Gordon unless it was just not like dirt cheap. Nothing. I'm not going to give up one real asset. No, Saturanski is not an asset. You know, maybe a fake second round pick or even like a, a mediocre second round pick. I don't think would be that big of a deal to get someone that could help you right now. And let me know in the comments below on YouTube. Would you go after Eric Gordon? You pro that or is you just like screw it? He's dead to me. Not a damn chance. I don't care if they gave us first round picks to take him on. So. We focused a lot the past couple of weeks. Norm Powell's a name, too, that we focused on. I've done CJ McCollum, right? That, that seemed to make sense for New Orleans. And you're seeing a lot of like Pell's media kind of focus on those guys. So one of the things I wanted to get into with this is why those guys versus others. When you're coming up with trades and you guys send them to me on Twitter all the time and I enjoy seeing them, they're not always the most realistic because you're a little bit biased towards the Pell's and that's fine. You know, you've got to look at who are actually sellers, And it definitely seems like the Portland Trailblazers are one. So if we're going to come up with trades, I'm not going to try and come up with a trade for Bradley Beal if they're not going to move him. Right. Like I'm not going to come up with a trade for Damian Lillard if they're not going to move him. But C.J. McCollum is absolutely a guy that could be moved. And so. Let's spend our time talking about that. And Other Pels media kind of feels the same way, right? We talk to people in other markets. I've talked to the guy, Mike Richmond over at Locked On Blazers. He thinks that CJ McCollum easily could be moved. So all of this is realistic, and that's what we want to kind of focus our time on. I don't want to kind of, like, you know, smoke in mirrors and go clickbaity and be like, could the Pelicans trade for Fred Van Vliet? It's not happening. We're not going to waste our time doing that unless it's the offseason. And we're just, like, joking around, trying to talk about things that would you won't know, be a lot of fun. So we f- tend to focus in on certain guys. So some names that I don't really bring up are a guy like Demonis Sabonis, who could be in the mix for New Orleans. I can tell you David, Griff- David Griffin really likes him. He also really likes Miles Turner. Is a thing for centers, right? Have you noticed that? And so he could go after a guy like Sabonis, who makes sense for the Pelicans. But positionally, eh, the fit's not quite there, you know, especially with Jonas Valanciunas. You know, with Zion and Sabonis, yes, but that's not only what you're looking at. You're potentially, potentially looking at a year without Zion and just trying to get in. I don't know if that lineup would kind of work and he'd be pretty expensive. So you're cashing all your chips in for a piece that eh, isn't maybe the best fit. But what about a guy like Ben Simmons, right? You know, I think he's talented enough that you could make it Work and you'd have to basically give up everything you have to go and get him. And I don't even think there's really a deal that the Philadelphia 76ers would say yes to, which is why we haven't spent too much time on it, other than like the one off episode where it's kind of like wondering, like a what if kind of situation. And then after the latest article comes out about him on ESPN, I want kind of nothing to do with him. This is a guy that really doesn't seem to get it. And he's the type of guy that I could see messing. Culture up, and if you give up all of those assets for a guy that then kind of tanks you, either by not playing or being a bad teammate and those sorts of things, that worries me. I don't think he would be happy here. I don't think he wants to be here, you know. And knowing what you'd have to give up, that worries me more than what you'd have to give up for a guy like Eric Gordon, when it doesn't really matter nearly as much and isn't going to hurt you in the future nearly as much. So those are guys that you know are kind of out there, right? that I think in some sense could be a move for New Orleans, but it doesn't make a ton of sense. There still is also that $17 million trade exception. I mentioned Robert Covington could fit in there. Kyle Kuzma could fit in there too. A couple of other names to really kind of keep an eye on, but I'm not exactly thrilled about him. Marcus Morris from the Clippers would make sense if they just want to try and offload him, get an asset or two or a young guy potentially too. You know, would you trade Nikhil for him? It's a veteran player who can go out and score and shoot a little bit. The The more I kind of worry me in terms of like the mental side of things and seem like a little bit of wild cards and I don't know if I'm thrilled about someone like that joining this team again. Those are the type of players that I think Worry me more than just like a pouty Eric Gordon, Gordon Wood. You have a guy on the Boston Celtics, you know, in Dennis Schroeder that if you really need a scoring guard, maybe could make some sense. Like, maybe. Knowing that you wouldn't probably re-sign him after the season because he's seeking a bigger payday. So what would you be willing to give up for him there? 14.5 points per game, right? He's shooting from three, 45, sorry, 45, I wish, 35%, giving you 4.4 assists. It's not the end of the world there. Or what about a guy there, Josh Richardson too? About 10 points per game, shooting the three ball at 39%. He'd be fairly cheap to acquire, I think. He's willing to come off the bench, which is also not a bad thing. There's something that makes a little bit of sense there as well. But those aren't the type of moves, I think, that are going to necessarily put you right over the edge. But they're certainly going to help you try and get into the play-in tournament. And that's what the goal for New Orleans is right now. But I really think the name that we're keen in on just because, again, stars align, right? You're looking for guys that make sense. Would be a guy like C.J. McCollum. The other thing to consider, and I'm not, I'm not going to call this person out by name, because I like you, but I, I get trades from people at times. If you send them to my DMs, I'll try and respond if I can. Not always, you know. If you're trading eight guys from the Pelicans for one guy on another team, you've also got to keep in mind that that team has to do something with those players, and it's usually not just cut them and eat the money. And it's not something that teams do. So you need to factor in roster spots and things like that. If you're trying to make money work, you can't just include like seven guys from the Pellows for three guys from another team. What are they going to do with those extra four guys? That's not an easy thing to try and settle up. So when you see trades like that, just kind of wave those off and you got to try and refine it a little bit to be more realistic. All right, there you go. The rumor roundup. Who's your favorite of all the names that we just mentioned? What would your ideal trade be? Again, keep in mind some of those realistic rules. Let me know in the YouTube comments and on Twitter at Nola Jake. So thank you for making Locked on Pelicans your first listen every day. Maybe we'll get a Zion update. Maybe we'll have more trade rumors for you tomorrow. And now for your second listen, Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. The big game's coming up. Find out all those prop bets that you want to get on, on to make it a little bit more fun. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow.